Well, if you're if you're naturally starting a business, you're going to live up in the product the product management world as you're putting your business plan together and your overall strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were, if you're building a strategy document, product management function is going to be in those sub sub level paragraphs, mm-hmm. right? So. A strategy of I'm going to be in this business, in this industry, offering these types of products or services, right? Right. And then you hit that that button that moves your paragraph to the right, and you start with your sub-bullets. It's in those sub-bullets that your product management is going to live, where you're getting very specific on a specific product you're going to offer, is start getting into the details of the, the requirements of what that product looks like. And therefore, how is it going to solve the problem? That's still a, a, a strategy level paragraph within your strategic plan. And so if, you, if you're growing the business and it's large enough, you're going to pull that paragraph or set of paragraphs out and hand it to a single person and say, you are responsible for these sub bullets in a strategy document. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Great to see you as always. Great to see you, my friend. The beard is looking on point today, I have Thank to you. say. Thank so, you. And to our listeners, welcome. Today we're on episode 18, where we're discussing product management. And really what we want to outline today is a few questions. Number one, what do we mean by product management? We've heard the term. We've also heard project management. And what is the difference between those two? And what does that look like? Number three is how do we implement product product management? And also, how does it apply specifically to small, medium, large business and your business? And how is it going to help you generate that value? So that sounds like a full agenda. It, it is a full agenda. <laughs> so, so Andy, first, why don't we start off with question number one? I mean, what do we mean when we say product management? So when you talk about product management, you have to start with the word strategic. Because product management is a strategic function within a business. So it's the strategic function responsible for the success, the success 
uh, of a product or service offering. So there's two key words in that phrase, right? Strategic and success. So, you know, harping back to our two episodes about strategy within a business, the right. product management is a sub-function, if you will, of that overall strategy. And so much along the lines of what you do at a very high level in developing a strategic plan, going out and doing your research and so forth, this is that same type of activity, but a little bit more of a micro level. Because if you're in a large corporation, you might have a dozen product managers that are responsible for whole different lines of products and services that the company offers Right from that standpoint. So when we say product management, we're talking about a number of activities that are at the strategic level. If we go back to one of our earlier episodes, the why, how, what, you know, where does strategy, where does tactics live in an organization? High-level strategies up at the executive level. You get into the middle ranks of a company and you're starting to translate the strategy into tactics. Mm -hmm. And then at the lower levels is where you're uh, living out the what's, which is all tactical in nature with the business. So product management is going to be in that middle layer, right? Where That how. That how yeah. part where you're, you're developing a, a subset of the strategy and then translating that into the tactical pieces necessary to make that product or service living, if you will, within the business and offered to the market. And that's where I think the confusion gets in between product management and project management is project management's down in the tactics. Yeah. So that that's kind of our second question we want to answer is right. really how do, you know, outside of the how and the what just kind of going deeper on the difference between product and project management, because I know for a lot of people that can get intertwined or misunderstood to, to have an effective why, how, what they've got to be delineated to be successful again. Right. Right. So how does, you know, that project management, why and how does it fall under the product management? What's the overlying picture there? Yeah, so let's let's get into a business that you're making some kind of object that you're selling. A car, a plane, a coffee cup, a but whatever it may, may be, you're you're offering some physical product out in in the marketplace. And somehow you have to put together a number of activities to actually make that object, right? Before you can ship it to a store or ship it to a car dealer or whatever to actually sell it and get it into the hands of the and customer. So project management is going to be in charge of those tactical elements of that process or processes to get that product made, whatever shape, size, or form that it's in. Product management has to decide that's a, you know, based off of our overarching strategy, we want to be in this business offering products or services in this industry. You take a step down from that, you have to then decide, okay, what does our product and service look like? How is it addressing a problem in the marketplace? And is the problem big enough that we can offer a multitude of like products or services? In which case you then develop a product line, 
of products and services that it go tackle or address a problem out in an industry or in the marketplace. And that's why it's heavily connected to at the hip to your overall strategy, why Mm -hmm. it's a strategic function. A lot of people think about and get into, you know, because it's it's engineering. It's it's kind of cool, you know, to sit there in a factory and watch a car being made. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what they think product management is uh, all about but the reality is it's very project oriented because you've got a number of tasks that are happening in that assembly line to make the car to finally roll out to a car dealership so in the big corporate world a lot of product managers is a starting point for people that want to get into the strategic function of a company from a career basis because they start at the most bottom level, if you will, of a strategy function and then move their way up on the corporate ladder in the strategy, maybe eventually into overall company exe- um, executive position from that standpoint. So when you're, we'll get into this more detail a little bit later, but when you're a business owner, you got to start thinking about these things, particularly if you've got right. big goals to grow your business. Got to have a, well, strategy plan, not just drift as we've talked about in former, you know, business strategy talks, mm-hmm. right? So when it comes to implementing product management into developing a product or developing a service and delivering that to the consumer, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's a lot of steps from an idea to profit. Right. right. So where does the product management, I mean, we, we talked about it being in the why, I mean, the how. <laughs> Start with the why, but this isn't mm. the how. Mm. But where does that move down the chain, if that makes sense? Right, how do we, how do, as a small business owner or somebody that's wanting to grow, how does that start? Well, if you're, if you're naturally starting a business, you're going to live up in the product, the product management world as you're putting your business plan together in your overall strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you were, if you're building a strategy document, product management function is going to be in those sub, sub-level sub paragraphs, mm-hmm. right? So strategy of I'm going to be in this business, in this industry, offering these types of products or services, right? Right. And then you hit that that button that moves your paragraph to the right and you start with your sub bullets. It's in those sub bullets that your product management is going to live where you're getting very specific on a specific product you're going to offer is start getting into the details of the, the requirements of what that product looks like. And therefore, how is it going to solve the problem? That's still a, a, a strategy level paragraph within your strategic plan. And so if, you, if you're growing the business and it's large enough, you're going to pull that paragraph or set of paragraphs out and hand it to a single person and say, you are responsible for these sub-bullets in a strategy, strategy document, if that makes so, sense. So, of course, referencing back to our business strategy episode, mm-hmm. of course, that's fluid, ever-changing, things like that. We'll yep. get into why that is because product management has a lot to do with that that part of being fluid and ever living, right? Mm-hmm. But this is where we really, beyond our, you know, strategy, this is where we implement our 
timelines, our deadlines. Yes. Right. So, I mean, if it's a service, service requirements, where you want to, I mean, heck, take something like, I don't know, Domino's Pizza, mm-hmm. right? They have both a product and a service, right? Right. 30 minutes or less or your pizza's free, things like that. Mm-hmm. That 30 minutes or less would be in those sub points called product management. Right. Right. Well, you may you, you may want to release your product in phases, right? So mm-hmm. the first first phase is you're opening a brick a brick and mortar store. You're making pizzas, and people can walk into your pizzeria and buy a pizza and sit down and eat it, or walk it back home mm-hmm. and eat it at home. And then phase two is you're going to come in and offer offer it for delivery, mm-hmm. which takes a whole different set of tactics, if you will, to make it happen. Right? You got to hire people to, to drive. The pizza to to the residents, you know, are you going to buy your own fleet of vehicles they're going to do it in? Or are you going to ask whoever you hire to use their own vehicle, which then lays in the requirements about insurance and mm-hmm. how do you pay them for the use of their vehicle and those type things. All gets into the strategic strategic plan. And then when you go to execute and you're actually going to hire people and so forth, you get into more of the project management facets of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it lives in that example. So really, if you will, drawing out a GPS or a roadmap for that product launch. Yeah, it's considered part of product management, right? So let's do this as a as an example. We'll get into here the major steps of product management. Let's take an example of. Uh, you're launching yourself as a software company and your software is going to tackle a particular problem out in the marketplace, whether it be a B2B or a B2C offering. Let's just use that as an overarching as we go through these pieces, right? So step step number one in product management is to do your research, right? Is there a problem in the marketplace you're trying to solve? Yes. Okay, so we think automation and a piece of software can do that. Okay, let's generate a business plan, start developing a business strategy around that. How confident and comfortable do we feel like we can be successful at this? Well, we we don't know unless we're out doing research with people asking questions and trying to understand where the problem is, right? Mm -hmm. So first step in product management actually may occur while you're building a business, overall business strategy, because you're doing your research. Right. From that aspect to know you can be successful in building that. Step number two, developing a high-level product strategy. So beyond business strategy, but delving deeper. Yeah, so now we're this is where we hit the button and move the paragraph over, right? In terms of an outline that you're gonna now get specific. You've done your research, you understand where the problem set is, and now now you're gonna start defining a product or service that's going to address that problem. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to describe it for people. So you're now going to start developing a high-level strategy. You're not in the weeds of the tactics of the product or service yet. You're just at a high level talking about okay, let's pick a software in the medical industry. Right, you're going to write some software to do something for doctors or hospitals. Right, mm-hmm. and you know there's a need in the cardiology area. So now you're going to develop a high-level strategy to talk about 
this software product is going to address this problem in the processes of cardiology at a hospital. And you're going to formally state what that problem is that you're solving and how you're at a high level, your solution is going to fix that problem for the end customer. And that's all it might be at this stage is gotcha. here's the problem. Here's what we're at a high level looking to solve it with. And this is the reason why what we do is going to solve the problem in the marketplace. And just leave it at that. You know, it's a high level strategy. And once again, that may be living in your, depending on how detailed you go in with your company strategy document, that may live up there as well. But when you go into product management, you're going to sort of copy and paste out of your strategy document, put it into your product management, because you may have other products or services in your overall strategy listed. So you're pulling one out of that business strategy document and putting it into a product management still strategic in nature. Now let's let's talk about the size of the problem you're tackling in, in the marketplace, right? If you have a large problem, then you might have a opportunity to develop a product or service that you're going to be able to release in phases. It could be you need a lot of functionality, a lot of complexity to solve the problem, but you can do it in phases. And, you know, and set of releases, if you will, in the software industry. Now you have an opportunity to develop what's called a pro product roadmap. And product, product roadmap is a huge key item in a business. And the biggest reason for that is it's an effective tool to communicate to everybody else in the company what, mm -hmm. what the strategy is and where we're going with this. Well, I mean, roadmap, GPS, basically what's our end destination, but also what stops do we have to make along the way? Like you're talking about releasing products in phases, things like that. To use a literal roadmap, you know, road trip analogy, I mean, mm -hmm. you got to stop for gas, right? Right. You got to stop for food. Where are those stops along the way? So actually laying that out before we go on that trip. Right. Right. So. Another analogy might be your, well, it's right along your analogy. A road trip from Chicago to Miami, yeah. right? It's going to take us three days to get there. We're going to go from Chicago to Nashville, Nashville to Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Miami. And so we have a roadmap of what our travel is going to be. We're going to stop these locations for lunch. This is where we're going to spend overnight in these hotels, yada, yada, yada. That's... An analogy you would have with a product roadmap is version one of our software is going to contain functionalities A, B, C, D, and mm -hmm. E. And we're going to get that launched and start making some revenues out of it so that we can get some profitability and then pour those profitability into the work that's necessary for the next release, which right. has functionalities F, G, H, et cetera. Right. Eventually, we get to release three where we have all the functionalities that are necessary to fix this problem 100%. Now, on that, just like our business strategy, I mean, that roadmap's also fluid, just like a GPS. Yes. Right? I you, mean, you may, may hit hiccups along You may, the along way. the way of your journey, call that roadmap your journey, you may discover another problem. Right. That's related to the one you're trying to solve that you want to now throw new functionality in that you didn't think of in the beginning. Right. So you're adding that to your roadmap. 
So, cause again, with business strategy, with product management being an underlying function of business strategy, it's all got to be fluid. Just yes. never as, as an entrepreneur advice, never think it's going to necessarily go the way you plan. <laughs> Just be prepared. For that, yeah. Right. Well, life never stands still. Right? right. Exactly. So it's ever changing. You always get curveballs and be ready for those. But that roadmap is giving us our destination. It may take we might have some inclement weather and it may take us longer than three days to get yeah. from Chicago to Miami. Or faster. Or faster. Yeah. yeah. But then once we establish that, the next step, of course, is hit go. Right? Right. Get to the product or service launch. Again, product, service, interchangeable here, depending on what your business is. Yeah. And if so. you're... Uh, if you are an actual product manager in the company, if your company's big enough to have that as a standalone function and you're responsible, we go back to the opening definition, beginning of the episode, the strategic function responsible for the success of a product or service offering, right? So you may have to go in front of leadership in the company and say, here's my plans. You've put me in charge of this product set. Here's my plans to make, make it successful and and I need buy-in and agreement from my leadership team to move forward and hit the go button like you mm -hmm. just said as well as get the fiscal resources out of your executive team to make it go happen and so the roadmap is a great tool to use in communicating and presenting to the higher-ups this is what I plan on doing with this product set Right. And that can be for a small business that can also be going to investors. It can also Invest be, exactly. I mean, if we're using your product launch as, you know, we're talking about a roadmap. So let's use the analogy of a vehicle, whether it be an airplane, a car, depending on how fast you want to get there, I guess. But of course the funding, we've got to have capital as the fuel to get there. Yes. So as a asterisk on this is this product management strategy being a sub-function of the business strategy, this mm -hmm. is what's going to be presented that's really going to sell it to either upper management if you're a product manager in the company or mm -hmm. if you're your own company, but talking to investors and funding people, that's going to sell that. So that roadmap needs to be well thought out and planned out. Again, it may be fluid and we may hit some road or um, bumps in the road along the way, but it needs to be well thought out and it's a very important piece to that strategy. But, but yeah, we talked about investors, a bank. If you're, if you want to go get a loan of money, an infusion of money is another example mm -hmm. um, of where you could use a pro product roadmap to show to a bank that, Hey, I've got my act together, at least in terms of thoughts and the strategy. And this is, what I want to go after in the marketplace and I need a loan from you to have the cash to go spend on resources and raw supplies or whatever it's necessary to actually make the product or service. So it's just, it's a very, it not only gets you to think about where you want to go and what your product's going to look like, but it's also a great communication tool for your own employees or for investors or upper management. If you're inside of a, a company as a dedicated product manager to communicate this is where we're going. This is how we're going to, quote, get ourselves to mm -hmm. Miami and have success in this product or service. Well, especially depending on how many moving parts and how many departments or individuals even have to be involved. I mean, there's got to be clear communication 
along the route to where the left hand or this certain team is able to talk to the right hand or another team to be able to achieve the destination on that map. Mm -hmm. So that also should be included in that roadmap is, you know, communication mediums, things like that on, I mean, going back to our tribe episode, right? Talking about that, there has to be established medium for the tribe to communicate with each other. Yes. Right. So it makes me think of a mass migration or something, but, (laughs) but they, there's communication along the way because I actually, you know, having friends with large fortune 500 organizations, things like that. I mean, they're in upper management and one of their biggest complaints is that they can't get anything to move because there's no organization from the right foot to the left hand. So interesting. Yeah. So I hear this a lot. (laughs) But so go ahead and have that laid out ahead of time. And if you're looking to scale your business up, you know, have a roadmap and a plan to also how you're going to increase communication along the way. I think that's a good tidbit to put in there. That's a good point to to get into the next segue. So we we've just talked about three items that are in product management, which is a strategic function, right? So we Mm -hmm. talked about research. We talked about a high level strategy and definition of your product and service and then the development of a roadmap if your product or service needs to evolve over time to get to your whatever your end picture is for your product or strategy earlier in the episode and other episodes we talked about the how is where the translation moves from strategic to tactical functions right Mm -hmm. so at this stage with these three items that we just talked about We've hit the line where strategy starts to move into tactics. Mm-hmm. We've now hit the line where product management starts interfacing with and talking with project management because we've hit that line between strategy and tactics. Right. Right. So we have a high level strategy. We're communicating with a, with a, product or service roadmap, and now we start getting into meetings with possibly other organizations inside your company or maybe with an outside vendor if you're a small business Mm -hmm. that's going to come in and start developing with you the tactical activities that are necessary to make that product or service alive Mm -hmm. and able to be sold in the marketplace. So that's why there's this important distinction that we tackled at the very beginning of the episode of what is the difference between product management and project management? Because isn't that one and the same? No, they're not one and the same, but they work very closely with each other to achieve some goals. Right. And I mean, from the project management, that's where your product management is going to get the feedback that we need to make those changes in in route in direction if we need to to speed up or better the process or the product or the service because the project management again is the tactical part not Mm -hmm. now delineating between tactical and strategic actually in the field if you will and measuring the metrics there and it also helps you to start developing a budget right Right. So even before, if you're in a corporate world, you may not have 
fully presented your roadmap to, because one of the first questions the executive is going to ask is, well, that's all great, fine and dandy. What's it going to cost me? Mm-hmm. And you need to start having some conversations with the tactical people, the project management, manufacturing, whatever organizations to understand what's going to cost to make this product or service. So there's, there's a bit of overlap, if you will, from being able to present a roadmap. You're going to have to do some development of that roadmap. And as part of that development process, you're going to get project management, other organizations to sit down and have conversations with you so that you can understand that you're going to be successful in offering this product or service to the marketplace before you then go present it to investors or executive leadership or whoever that might be. So it's, it's a little bit of a gray area here. It's not a firm black and white right. delineation. I don't want the audience to think that. There's a little bit of a gray Wrong area word. here where some activities are overlapping because you need some data out of that process right. to finalize your roadmap. But eventually you get to a point where you feel like the roadmap is locked solid. It's a great document to have in a plan and it's all signed off by the appropriate parties. And now it's time to start coordinating with other teams to hit the go buttons right? to go make that reality. Once you've lined up all the fiscal and other resources uh, necessary to execute on the strategy that you built in the product management phase in this. So with the implementation of product strategy and product management, I mean, you know, for our listeners, small business, medium business, wherever that may fall, I mean, what does that look like for, I guess let's start with small business. I mean, how can mm-hmm. that fall in place there? I mean, I think that number one, depending on the size of your business, I mean, if you're a solopreneur right now, you're everything. Yeah, that's right. why we keep pushing on. I push within my business and we, we've been pushing on in this podcast that you need to create some, I call it white space within your time to do these kinds of, have these kinds of thoughts and have these kinds of activities in your business. And that's the main thing I work on with my customers is, is what do we need to do with your time? to get you out of being in your business and start working on your business. And when we clear enough white space, we're going to be looking at your overall business strategy. And then eventually we roll down to that next level and start looking at what we've been talking about on this episode. So you can start planning about where you're going in your business and what you're doing with your products and services. So a lot of it falls on your own shoulders, but that doesn't mean this activity goes away just because you're a one person company. Right. Well, I mean, I think for a solopreneur, my point in that was it's even more important for if you're everything to every customer at the time, mm-hmm. you got to really understand the processes on an even deeper level. And then beyond that, if you want to grow from, you know, solopreneur to small business, being able to understand this on a deep level, not just a high level, but a deep level and how to implement it to be able to duplicate that. Mm-hmm. Because along that roadmap, along that growth map, along the business strategy is, you know, again, getting people out of their business to work on and not in their business. There's got to be the delegation in there to where you 
have somebody else. Okay, here I need you to take over product management. Right, and a lot a lot of this activity, if you're just starting from scratch and developing a business, you're going to do a lot of this before you even launch and offer it to the marketplace. Right, right. So you're going to be spending a, a good bit of money with your time and activities, maybe bringing in a vendor to to help you do some part of your activity prior to launch. But a lot of this is going to happen before the marketplace even sort of sees you as an offering yet, because it's all sort of behind the curtain, so to speak, until you're ready to launch something. And then you get into the big marketing campaigns and let the marketplace know that you're here and you have an offering and please come take a look. And hopefully eventually you'll buy my product or service, but you have to be ready and be prepared that you may go for a year, two years, three years of no revenues yet because you're doing all of this kind of activity, have something ready to sell from that standpoint that needs to go into your planning aspect when you're looking to build your business plan and your strategy and start spending money in developing your product or service. These are the activities. And then, then you have all the time in the world because you're not having to deal with customers, right? It's just you or you and your team just around the table or at desks or whatever doing these activities to get ready for launch. It's a lot of work. I mean, that's why you see when you do launch, the companies get together with the champagne or whatever because they've been working for a year, two, or three years trying to get to this point of having an offering ready to go. Right, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears put into that. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears. So going back, that's where the tactics started, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Roadmaps in place, you've got the resources lined up and you're now ready to get into the tactical and you got to start coordinating with other people, organizations, vendors, whatever it may be to start working on those tactical pieces. And do you have a project plan, not product, do you have a project plan with all the necessary resources to execute on the strategy developed in the product management part? Right. To then start working on getting that car or that coffee mug or that whatever you're, you're building built and actually offered to the marketplace. And then after you complete all that, you're what? Ready to launch. Hit the go button. Hit the go button. You know, but you got to be prepared in that launching phase to start letting the marketplace know that you're you're out there. What are you doing with social media? What are you doing with marketing? Are you going to do a PR release? You know, are you going to get on a podcast with two guys named Zach and Andy? You know, to talk, talk about, about your product and service and, how, and your and, and how your product and service is generating value, generating value in in the world, so to speak. Those are all things that need to be part of your project plan to actually get your your product or service to launch and out there and generating value and revenue in the world. All right. Now, let's say that you're you're very successful in doing all that. You've been listening to Zach and Andy on the Generate Your Value podcast, and you put a terrific business plan and a strategy together. You got in the product management phase and developed project plans necessary to execute. You got your product or service built, and you've launched the product, and it's looking like it's, you know, it's trickling along a little bit, and then eventually you hit that... Uh, inflection point where enough marketing's happened to occur that you get discovered and your product or service is starting to take off. Is that the end of it? 
Definitely not. Definitely not. No. Well, what else we got to do? I mean, we got we got our product launched and well, we're making money and we've talked about it before. The struggle to stay relevant. I mean, that goes into the business strategy as well. But we have to anticipate future innovations and developments in the marketplace, different needs in the marketplace, to where we can stay relevant. Again, I've used the example multiple times of railroad industries going out of business because, or companies going out of business Mm -hmm. because they saw themselves in just railroad, not transportation when the airlines took over. Exactly. Airplanes took them out. Right. So, you know, just if you want that to be long-term, that business and business strategy overarching going into product and project management have to all be be able to be fluid like we've talked about throughout this with business strategy, product strategy, et cetera, to be able to move, innovate, and develop to, you know, go back to another episode, to create abundancy in the marketplace, but also Mm -hmm. a unique prospect to where you're the go-to. Right. So I think what you're trying to allude to is that you need to be paying attention of what's going on in, in the marketplace. So right. part of that is understanding how well your product or service is doing in the mm-hmm. marketplace. But there's also a, have to have an understanding of what's going on in the industry. And this goes back to our two strategy episode discussions about understanding the, into your SWOT analysis, where's your opportunities, where's your threats, and paying attention to that. Right. And then so, using that as feedback into your product management process. So Andy, you're saying that you should use a SWOT analysis more than once? Well, as we talked about, it's a journey, right? You're constantly using the SWOT analysis because the world doesn't stand still, right? So, and don't be afraid to, afraid of that introspection. I know it can be scary if things, you know, things are going good and we may not want to look at the opportunities or the threats. Well, that's why I kept making that emphasis in the uh, episode about assumptions, right? We're assuming certain things about the world, about the industry we're in, and so forth when we're doing our SWOT analysis. Part of the livelihood of that journey or that document is going out and proving or disproving those assumptions. You know, it'd be wonderful if you could just open up a big bucket and all the data in the world about the problem you're trying to solve and everything just lands in it and you have no assumptions because you've got perfect data. Right. You know everything. And that's not reality. Reality is there are some pieces you're not going to know. And so it takes time to discover the things that you don't know. And that's why you have to keep doing research and keep paying attention to this even after your launch of your product or service to make sure that you're proving or disproving those assumptions and strive to get the perfect data. Um, Not going to achieve it, but strive to get to it, knowing also that you're trying to run to a world that is running itself. Well, and like you said, it's even after not just the launch, but after the point of success and profitability is continue to run metrics, do more research, more, Mm -hmm. I mean, the more data, the better. Right. If if you have a very small market sample, it's not going to be accurate. Right. And what, what are you doing to try and predict where the industry is going to go? Right. You know, are you interacting with and discussing things with people that have been in the industry a long time and have visionary skills that can 
see where things are moving that you can use as information and feedback to drive your product strategy going forward. Because when you build that product product roadmap, just like you did in the overall strategy and your product roadmap, you've got assumptions. And if you're presenting to higher ups, you got to to be effective at your job. You got to communicate what those assumptions are. Because if you get caught in a struggle down the road, you're going to look better if you go back and point to an assumption and say, "Well, we assumed this, and now we're finding out that's not reality. And here's the consequence of that." Mm-hmm. You're going to get more heads nodding in the room and look more favorable about what you're doing in your job if you can do that as opposed to you didn't communicate any assumptions and now it's going to come back and bite you when something showed up. Right. So those are just, just to repeat, those are the six main components of product management, right? Just to review them. Starting off with research. And then two, developing a high-level strategy for your product or service based off of the info you got from the research. Then developing a roadmap for your product or service. Where is it going to go in the future? You know, is it going to be red in the beginning and then it's going to change to blue and then it's going to change to green? And that's just a very simple analogy, but you get the point. Your product or service might need phases because things are changing or you're predicting things are going to change in in the future within your industry. So that's that's the product roadmap. Then there's a coordination with other teams. This is where strategy starts melding into tactics. And eventually you do enough project management and activities that you're ready to launch. And then you're going to launch it. That's the fifth item. And then the sixth item is your research, your continuous monitoring of what's going on with your, with your product and service itself and what's going on in the industry. And how is that going to change our roadmap going forward. Those are the six main functions within product management that you need to be aware of. So let's tackle the last question we had at the beginning of the episode, right? What does this mean to a small business? And we touched Mm -hmm. a little bit on it as we've been talking about this, but how how does a a solo solo entrepreneur or somebody with 10 people or less, what, what does all this mean to them and how do they deal with this in their business with that size of a company? I mean, like we've been talking about it, it's really about how do they get from the strategy phase to, to profitability, right? How do they, again, get from point A to point B, if you will, point B being the destination they have described in their overall business strategy? Right. So let's, let's start with this question. Answer a question with a question. With a small business, can you get away without doing any of those six steps we laid out? Potentially, temporarily, but when... With a Hail Mary. Right. I mean, Hail Marys work sometimes, right? And what do we think the success rate would be with a Hail Mary approach? 50-50 at best? I wasn't even going to go that generous. Well, I would probably say a quarter of the time. Quarter maybe. of the time. Yeah. That's probably reasonable. But if you I have mean, somebody if you, that's. If you're, if you're marketing, if let's say you're a motorcycle company, you're marketing mm-hmm. the new bike that'll do 300 miles an hour to a senior home, you have not done R&D. <laughs> you might get a couple that, that may buy it because in the life, so be it. But <laughs> have fun. It, that's a very obscure example. But. 
that's not going to be the target market, right? The research and development has got to be there. There's got to be a strategy to develop it or to market it to the right crowd, the right mm-hmm. market. And then how do you roll it out? I mean, it's, it's all there. Like we talked about, if, if pieces of that are missing, there's going to be a gap in, in where we want to go. We might make a wrong turn, if you will. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm of the opinion that regardless of the size of your business, you need to pay attention to all this, that we're, it changes for a small businesses, the size of the business. And so who's, where in the process is it going to occur? Is it going to occur before you even launch the company? Or are you going to do some activities to launch it and do others? And exactly who, who whose shoulders is it going to fit on? Mm-hmm. To me, that's the only difference, right? And as your company grows, the roles and responsibility for these pieces are going to move into your organization because now, now you have enough fiscal resources to have people that are dedicated to these activities, mm-hmm. right? You're going to start handing out the hats, so to speak. But I don't think you can be uh, very successful in your business if you don't pay attention to this and just go with a Hail Mary. You know, you've got to be introspective. You've got to right. do the work prior to launch or after launch to do these activities, and you've got to pay attention to mm-hmm. this. And, and the smaller the business, the, the amount of time that's necessary to do these pieces is going to be smaller than with a large corporation, but that doesn't mean it gets eliminated. It doesn't right. go away. It's just the size of these activities that changes as your business grows. Agreed 100%. So with that being said, that's product management in a very small nutshell. Once again, just to... Reiterate, this is a strategic function. It's part of your bigger business strategy. In that document, like we said, it's where you hit that button that pushes your paragraph to the right, mm-hmm. you know, as a sub bullet, because you're getting specific about a product or service that you're going to offer and start de- developing the details around that. It's an important function. It shouldn't disappear from your activities to launch or be successful in business. And don't mix up product management with project management. They're two very distinctive differences in activities. One is strategic in nature. The other is tactical in nature, but they work very closely together because they're right at that border where strategy starts translating or becoming tactics in your in your business. And so that's where they often get confused, but the reality is they're two very distinct functions. So I hope you'll Put some thought to that in your own business. How, how are you handling this kind of activity in your business? And do you need to pay attention more to it, given the value, the quote value right. that, that Zach and I have given to you in this uh, episode from that perspective? So we're glad you joined in today with Zach and I into the Generate, As always. Generate Your Value podcast. We hope you got some value out of it. If you did, we hope that you would push the follow the follow a button. It's it says a different word, but it's, it's a follow. Yeah. <laughs> it says subscribe probably, but we feel like it's a follow button because Zach and I are on a journey to generate as much value as we can in the world, particularly in the business world. And we hope you'll follow us on the journey. Uh, a journey that we're hoping to make this into a movement. It's, and also if as you're listening to any of the episodes, if somebody triggers in your mind, you know, give us a share help compound that value out in the world Mm -hmm. for us, help us reach others.
Yeah, but uh, he told two friends, and those two friends told two friends, and whatever. Exactly. And eventually, you get out into the world, and that's what we're hoping that you not only hit that follow button and keep following us, but keep sharing the value that we generate in your life through this podcast and episodes to to others, so they might be able to get that value in their life as well. Most definitely, right. So until next Tuesday in a new episode, we hope you have a great day, a great week, and we will see you next time. Go generate some value. Yep. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.